0: Welcome back to the Locked on Diamondbacks Podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day listening to who the always charismatic host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist, and I'm a graphic designer, so please go check out my website, millerthomas down my portfolio. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. If you want to stay up to date with me on social media, follow me on Twitter, at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account. Look up Lockdown Dimebacks in that search bar on both Twitter and Instagram, Sure so you can find the podcast handle. And as always... Thank you for making Locked On Diamondbacks your first listen every day. It is not possible without you doing this podcast. So thank you for listening, subscribing, reviewing, all that jazz. Remember, we are free and available on all platforms. Now, for today's pod, we got part two with Yuli Sombrano of Locked On Rays. We are discussing whether this team blew this series more than the Red Sox won it. We are discussing... Why does it seem their players never step up to the plate in the postseason? And then we wrap up the pod talking about if there are going to be any wholesale changes for the Rays in the offseason. Plus a whole bunch more. We got a whole bunch I want to talk to you guys about today with the Tampa Bay Rays after a disappointing playoff series. So let's jump right into the podcast with Yuli Sembrano of Lockdown Rays. Lockdown Rays! <laughs>
1: Backs, Your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Welcome back to the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. Of course, your host Miller Thomas is still here, but before we hopped into that discussion with the Rays, host Uli Sombrano actually want to do a quick moment of silence for the San Francisco Giants. So let's all bow our heads and hold a quick moment of silence for the Giants' season. Thank you. It was a great season by the Giants. They won, I believe, the most games in Major League Baseball. This, this was arguably the best team in baseball from start to finish. And they end their season unceremoniously against the, arguably the second best team in baseball with a check swing yes guys this game a fantastic game exciting drama the whole series these whole baseball playoffs i think have been really fun every game has been intense has been dramatic and this game was no different this game was tied at 1-1 for a while before cody bellinger the man who was ripped apart all regular season by podcast hosts like me Uh, i ripped cody bellinger a lot because Guys, he was terrible. At the end of season awards, I gave him the award for biggest bust, but he came through in this playoff series. We we got to put some respect on Cody Belger's name, but I'm not going to be the one typing the apology form. Cody Belger came through with a big knock last night. Thinking I think in, I think in game 2, he had that two-run double that cleared the bases as well. So, Cody Belger might be the MVP of this series, but you know who's the least valuable player? The umpire last night because Wilmer Flores strikes out on a check swing that nobody believes he went on and the thing with baseball is you can't check a check swing there's no review for that it's literally up to the umpire's discretion it's like a catch in football no one knows what a catch is no one knows what a check swing is we kind of have a baseline for what a check swing is if the bat is facing toward the pitcher after you swing if it's not perpendicular to you anymore we probably would consider that a strike. But at the end of the day, it's all up to the umpire. It's the umpire's discretion. So if he believes it's a strike, if he believes the batter went, then that's all that matters. And for the Giants, this was a great season by them. It was the land of misfit toys, I like to call them. It was a whole bunch of dudes who were having resurgent seasons, like Buster Posey, Brandon Crawford, uh Evan Longoria, guys who had breakout seasons for the first time, Logan Webb, Del Scafani was really good, a couple of those bullpen arms. So this was a greater season than anyone could have expected for the San Francisco Giants and it just kind of sucks that they had to face the Dodgers in the postseason. I'm not one of those guys that think when we get to the wild card race a team like the Dodgers shouldn't be in the wild card game. If you don't win your division, I'm fine making you play a one game playoff. Maybe the discussion should be should the wild card round be 3 games a best of 3? I'm fine having that discussion, but I don't want to reseed in the wild card race. If you don't win your division, then you should have a wild card spot, and you should be playing during wild card weekend, and that's what happened with the Dodgers. I don't feel bad for them that they had to win a one-game wild card. I do think after the wild card round, though, we should recede because I do think you want the best possible series as you get later into the postseason. I'm fine for a one-game playoff, anything goes, but as you get later into the postseason, I think we should recede after that, so I do wish the Dodgers didn't face the Giants in the first round, but they did. And they battled, and it was a close series. But the thing is, even if that didn't get called a check swing on that last pitch, I'm not sure the Giants are winning this game. I'm not sure if the Giants are winning this series. That check swing didn't change this entire series. Outside of Game One, the Giants didn't score more than two runs in any ball game this series. This Giants team had a lot of good offensive players: Chris Bryant, Buster Posey, Brandon Crawford. That's some studs in the middle of that lineup, but. This was a team that just really didn't have a very high offensive ceiling, even with that being said with those kind of players. This team didn't have an offensive ceiling, like the Dodgers, like the Red Sox, like the Astros. The Giants just weren't as good when it comes to their lineup as those teams. They could pitch, they could play defense, but their lineup was probably always going to hold them back. Even their pitching, uh, this Giants team was able to do the impossible all season, but I look at this Giants team kind of like I look at the Rays. They had a lot of great performances from guys. They had some career seasons. They had good pitching. They had a good lineup. But overall, they just don't have the star power or the talent to maybe win a World Series. Not yet, at least. Both those two teams have a core. But I'm not sure either one has true elite offensive talent like you need to win a World Series. So I don't think either of those teams should be disappointed or sad with how their postseason ended, maybe Tampa Bay fans more than Giants fans, because Tampa Bay was in the World Series last year, and they lost to a division rival who should have no business beating them, but for San Francisco Giants fans, you had the most wins in the regular season, and then you had to face the Dodgers in the first round of the playoffs, which absolutely sucks, but you battled the whole series, and you didn't roll over like a Tampa Bay did, so actually... Tampa Bay and Giants fans, you guys should feel completely different. Rays fans, you guys should be completely disappointed. And if you're Giants fans, I think I would still find this situation bittersweet, even though it wasn't the best ending to a pretty phenomenal season. Now, let's jump into that conversation with Yuli Sombrano of Lockdown Rays. Do you believe into any of the conspiracies that they wanted Boston to get to the ALCS to beat the, not beat the Astros, but at least play against the Astros?
1: I don't think the, the MLB, you know, top brass is ever angry <laughs> of the Red Sox and the Yankees and the Dodgers going mm-hmm. far in the playoffs. That just means more money to them. I don't think that that means less TV ratings. I think uh, if Boston gets sh- uh, shown the door, maybe the TV ratings drop for national media. I mean, we, we, this is completely public knowledge where you can see the TV ratings. Uh, 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 of World Series and, and postseason, and I bet I don't have this in front of me, but I bet that if you look it up, whoever uh, <laughs> you know wants to to do that, you can see that those teams will always get more TV ratings. So I don't think 100 percent like you know they they conspired, but I wouldn't be surprised if if it were to be found out that they called New York and they said no, let's let's keep that on the down low. I still think the rule was followed. But I won't I'm not going to put my hand on the fire for MLB keeping things clean, because I mean, we're also talking about the Red Sox who have cheated to a World (laughs) Series and then the Astros who've cheated uh, the year previously. So I'm not going to put my hand on the fire for MLB.
0: I'm pro cheating on this podcast when it comes to baseball. <laughs> Everyone cheats. I'm okay with it. Let's go Red Sox Astros and the ALCS. But when you do look at this race series, it's hard to not think that maybe I don't know if it's too tough to say the race cost themselves the series because In that game, too, after that grand slam, I thought that game was over because Chris Sale on the mound. I'm like, if the the Red Sox can't get it done with Chris Sale on the mound, this game's over. But they battle back in that game. You have the walk-off in game three. And then the Rays just kind of shoot themselves in the foot later in that game in the ninth inning. Wander Franco throwing it all over the field. Do you feel like the Rays gave this series away more than the Red Sox won it? How do you feel about it overall?
1: Oh, that's a good question, man. It, it it did feel like there were some sloppy defensive plays there. Um, Yandi obviously, in the ninth, uh, not having the the, the best range, uh, knocking that ball down. Choi didn't really pick him up either. Um, thankfully, Wander's error didn't cost them anything. But again, it was a sloppy play at the end of the game. So you don't want to see that. A team that's pitching in defense first should not be making those types of plays. Um, shooting themselves in the foot, look, you got to pitch better. I mean, and I think Shane Boz and Drew Rasmussen, if they had done anything close to what they had shown in the regular season, again, this is the raise, The razor in the ALCS. I mean, Shane Boz was throwing five, six innings, allowing two earned runs or less. Drew Rasmussen, was you could pencil him in for five innings, one earned run in the last five starts. I mean, he was just nails. So that's not what happened at all. What happened was Drew Rasmussen was taken out in the second, uh, after the second, and same with Shane Boss, not even finishing the third, and, and getting shellacked. So when you talk about did they shoot themselves in the foot? Yeah, maybe Drew and and Shane Boss would be the first ones to say, hey, maybe I, I should have pitched better. Um, but the the lineup did its work. I mean, they averaged five runs, and any time that. Most teams score five runs. They should win that game in a team that preaches pitching and defense like the Rays do when they score five runs. They should expect to win that game. Yeah.
0: We'll continue the therapy session with Yuli Sombrano of Locked On Rays. But did you know Bilt Bar has so many delicious flavors? There's something for everyone. Coconut, Cherry barcia, Raspberry, Mint brownie, Double Chocolate. There's something for everyone. And the reason why I love Bilt Bar is because it's healthy. I'm a health conscious guy. I'm working out every day, but I also have a sweet tooth. But it's okay because Bilt Bar tricks me. I think that I'm eating a candy bar, when in reality, I'm actually eating a protein bar that's low in calorie, low in sugar, but high in protein, and high in fiber, so it's great for that keto diet. Just go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. right right, all right, all right. Let's get back into the pod. I think that's to be the most disappointing thing from this series because the Rays, what, led the American League in ERA. The right? They were one of the best defensive teams in baseball. Like, if they yeah. can't play to their strengths in the postseason, at that kind of success doesn't translate because the offense might have been the biggest question mark. And that stepped up in the postseason. I mean, all, Boston was on fire and the Rays are doing a great job of matching them, especially late in games when they got to that bullpen, because the Red Sox are just trying to breathe and just trying to keep their heads above water. When it comes to that bullpen, just piece together a bunch of guys in the Rays, when they got their right matchup, they were able to take advantage at the plate offensively, but from a pitching standpoint, they weren't able to get that done, which Really just made me surprised because I thought that was going to be the strength of this team heading
1: into the postseason. Well, what surprised me was the opposite effect that it had on the other clubhouse. Nick Pavetta, Tanner Houck. Yeah. I mean, coming up clutch when, again, like you asked me earlier, I thought that the bullpen for, for the Red Sox was crap. You know, it really was. But they stepped through. They they, 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 they stepped up. And, and just like Drew and, and Shane Boss did not, Pavetta and the Houcks did. And and so that that was the difference maker really. I mean, again, two runs in that game, three walk off, one run uh, in that game for walk off. So very very close. But just you know, that's baseball. We we've seen a lot of baseball. It, it's just a game of inches, and you know sometimes you win and sometimes you lose. Yeah. How much do you put on the
0: mentality of players going to the postseason? Because I think that's a kind of intangible that doesn't get talked about enough. Because the, the greatest case I like to look at and make fun of is Clayton Kershaw, who we all know is maybe the greatest pitcher in baseball over the last 20 years. But when he gets to the postseason, season he's not the same guy. So maybe the Red Sox just have a way of, I don't know if they if it's scouting where they just know to find these big game pitchers and hitters in these clutch moments and maybe the Rays need to do that more maybe spending a little bit of money would help you get one of those clutch at bats so do you think maybe they have to look for that in the offseason can you find that organically is that just something that a player is born with I mean it's a lot I'm asking you it's a layered question but you well, no. listen give me an answer
1: <laughs> well, you know, I really I really hope I have the right answer. Uh, look, Brandon Lau is our own Clayton Kershaw. When you mm-hmm. hit 39 bombs in a year and then you go hitless in 19 at-bats in the postseason, that's troubling. When in the last three postseasons, you have been nowhere to be found and you have been the MVP of the team in 2020 and an all-star in 2019. It, you start to be like, oh well, maybe he doesn't have it in the playoffs. And you know what? I feel like anybody who's listening, and, and and you, Millard, and I, we've watched so much baseball. There are players that are tremendous players in the regular season, and then they're just not even a shell of themselves in the playoffs. It happens. It happens to all of them. And, and there's all the opposite. Too. Yeah, in all sports too. And and then it. It kind of clicks off a little bit different, too. Some guys that are just average Joes, they have these spotlight magical moments in the postseason. So I don't think it's like, you know, something that you can really pinpoint exactly. But having said that, that means that it's not analytical. It's not in the Excel spreadsheet. It's just something human and, and either you step up or you don't, it's a mental game too. What is the Yogi Berra uh, quote? You know, 90% of the game is mental. The other half is physical or whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, that, that's like kind that. of, yeah, something like that. Um, you can edit this in post, of course. <laughs> you yeah. Know, uh, but um, yeah, I think it's something, you know, the, the clutch gene. I know the, the analytical guys don't, don't like to talk <laughs> about clutch. They don't like to talk about team uh, chemistry. These things are real. These things matter just because we can't really make a graph out of them. Doesn't mean that they're not real. No, I totally believe in the clutch gene because I believe over like the last 10 to 15 years,
0: the the difference between a regular season atmosphere and a playoff atmosphere, just the pressure these players feel, just so much greater. And social media has something to do with that, TV, media, all this. I mean, this podcast that we're doing has something to do with yeah. that. So I think there are just so much, so many more demons and things these players have to think about. Plus, when you throw in the new age of analytics, like so much information is in these players' heads. And some guys just do a better job of – Having that tunnel vision, some guys just sometimes crack under the pressure, and that's okay too. So, yeah, we'll see no. what it,
1: you know. I'll when you say a lot of information, go if you have the time, look at MLB film room and look at Brandon Louse at that's the first game. He hit everything hard after the first game. You know what he went to his head, I'm guessing, is man, let, let this not happen again. Not like 2019, not like 2020. Boom, got in his head. And then never got to hit it ever again.
0: Yeah, basically, he basically got the yips maybe because now you start, it it becomes institutional almost. Mm -hmm. Uh, He he starts thinking about all his past playoff experiences. So uh, that's a great point right there. And I just wanted to, I just wanted to ask you. If we had a giant apple pie, you know, juicy, high caramelized apples, you know, nice crust on it. How would you divvy up that blame pie amongst the Rays? Kevin Cash, the front office, the players. How would you how would you divvy that up right there? Who, who gets the fattest slice? We'll be wrapping up this therapy session. But did you know that online is back and better than ever? As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts.
1: All right, all right, all right. Let's wrap up the pod. I think the fattest slice goes to Kevin Cash. Okay. Um, you know, we, uh, have, we have... Yeah. <laughs> we have a bit of ice cream and a cherry <laughs> on top. Um, you know, I think, like I said, uh, there were very m- many moves that he did that didn't make sense. Uh, you got a guy like Matt Whistler who has been nursing a blister. He... Doesn't put him on the IL because he says he's too valuable, and then the too valuable guy doesn't even make an appearance in Game Four with your back against the wall. So you might have, probably should have, <laughs> uh, you know, put him on the IL and get somebody like Lewis Head, who was selling solar panels a year ago and now has a nasty slider, and in thirty innings had a sub two fifty ERA. Maybe that's the guy that should be getting the ball in the playoffs. That'd be nice. Um, yeah, that'd be nice. Not leaving Joey Wendell an all-star second baseman, third baseman, and short, and can cover the the corner outfield spots in on the bench. A Manny Margot. You you have a man on second who's fast, and Randy Rosarena in the eighth inning. Why don't you bring a, a, a somebody who can who can bunt him over at least, like Manny Margot, who's very adept and, and doing that, and he's speedy as well, so he could maybe you know get a bad throw to first and get something going these things were lacking and and you know basically punting on game two with the game six five uh, or five four he doesn't bring his best closer Andrew Kittredge but he does bring him Andrew Kittredge in game four when he's down by five runs already in the fourth so a lot of things didn't make sense so the biggest chunk of pie of that delicious pie which now I'm hungry uh (laughs) would would definitely go to Kevin Cash the other parts, maybe like the thirty percent, you can definitely divvy up a good chunk of that to um, both Brandon Lau and Nelson Cruz. Boomstick mm-hmm. was not himself during this postseason. I know he's been hurt lately since September, but you know you gave up two really good arms to get a guy who has been, you know, through many postseasons and has been very successful, and he really wasn't.
0: Yeah, forty-two years old, something like that, and still cracking yeah. home runs. So really shocked that Nelson Cruz is still even playing in major league baseball because after <laughs> yeah. he was cracked with PED so long ago, I was like, this guy didn't have much time left. He's been yeah. even better since then, which is crazy. So <laughs> one final question for you, Ulysses. I know you gotta run soon shun- run soon. Do you think there will be any wholesale changes to this team? Do you think Joe uh, Kevin cash's job is safe? Do you think they maybe mix up this lineup, try to maybe go out there and acquire a big name pitcher or, or bopper in the middle of this lineup? What do you think the Rays might do this offseason? That's
1: a, that's a good question. I, I I feel like the Rays are not going to be splashy at all. Uh, if they get somebody, it'll be in house. Uh, you know, they, they got Yanni Torino's coming back from the 60 day IL. Um, Obviously, there's no glass now until maybe the postseason in 2022, but most likely 2023. So they've got some guys. Tommy Romero is also in AAA who can make his debut. But I think they're going to roll out the, the four guys that we saw. Patino, Shane Boss, Shane McClanahan, and Drew Rasmussen. That that'll be the the first four guys and then the fifth guy could be a Josh Fleming uh who has seen some time with the Rays already. So that's I think the the, the rotation Kevin Cash's sa- uh, job is the most it's the safest job in all of baseball. You know, I, I you know I, there's he has a long-term deal until 2026 just like our our buddy Brandon Lau. Um, So he's not going anywhere. Neander got an extension. So the Ray's way is here to stay. There are so many talented rookie players and young players that are uh, cost controlled that you're not really going to see a lot of changes. If there is one change, and this is a hot take, if there is one big change could happen with Austin Meadows, Austin Mm. Meadows value right now is sky high. And we know what the Rays like to do when somebody that they have has sky high potential is to trade them and get a bigger haul than you than you got for that guy. So Austin Meadows, if anybody goes and it's a big, splashy winter meeting kind of trade, I would put my money on Austin Meadows.
0: Yeah, I'm usually mad at the Rays for trading their top players a lot of times, but it always seems to work out. It always seems like they, they sell high on them. It's like the Bill Belichick. Like they just know when to do it a year early than a year too late, so I always have to yeah. respect the Rays for that. Hopefully one day you could get over the hump right now. This D-backs versus Rays expansion race. I'm going to have to say the D-backs are winning it just because we got the world series on our record, but Hey, yes. The Rays, they got way more recent success. So good to you. We'll, we we'll, you, I, I think I would rather be feeling the way you're feeling with a tough <laughs> ALDS loss than the number two overall pick. So it, it, it could get
1: worse. And in, in the it, way it, that it came, <laughs> that's so, I, I read about that because of the 2019 record. That's both, that's bogus. That's crazy.
0: And a walk-off on the last game of the season to seal the number two overall pick. The D-back just did everything wrong this season. Hopefully, we'll see what happens next year. (laughs) I'm not even going to say anything on this podcast. This podcast is over. Ulysses Umbrano of Lockdown Rays. Where can the Lockdown Diamondbacks listeners go find you on social media?
1: Well, they can find the podcast itself on at Locked on Rays on Twitter and on Instagram. You can find myself at Sembrano Ulysses. That's Sembrano with an S. Ulysses, U-L-I-S-E-S. So that's at Sembrano Ulysses um, on Twitter. And uh, yeah, I would love to to get some uh, Diamondback uh, feedback. Again, we're expansion brothers and sisters, so yeah. we can always kind of root for each other when when we're not playing each other, and that's okay.
0: Yeah, anytime you want to have me on the pod, just ask. I'm always down to your crossover. Ulysses, thank you for hopping on. Give me your time today. That's it for this edition of the Locked on Dimebacks podcast. Thank you to everyone who tuned in this week. Go back and catch up on any pods you might have missed with Locked on Ray's host, Ulysses Zambrano. We did end-of-season awards for the Diamondbacks this week as well, so it's a great time on the Locked on Dimebacks podcast feed, so go back and catch up on anything you might have missed. And once again... Thank you for making Locked On Dimebacks your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On MLB. Paul Francis Sullivan, please call him Sully, brings you his unique perspective on the Major Leagues present and past. It's free and available on all platforms, so please go check it out. See you guys all next week. Remember, stay safe and stay healthy. Deuces!